Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, creative people of the internet. Dusty here with another episode of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. It is Wednesday, February 21st. I hope you guys are having a great week. I'm at you again with your midweek dose of creator goodness, where every single Wednesday I release a uh, podcast here on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast where I talk to a content creator just like yourself and myself about their YouTube strategies, their YouTube tips to grow their YouTube channel to the next level. We've got a good one for you today. But before we do that, I do want to remind you that this show, as always, brought to you by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy, the YouTube plugin for everything. If you haven't already, click the link in the show notes. You will not regret it. TubeBuddy allows you to bulk edit descriptions. It allows you to do some in-depth keyword research. It allows you to do so many things that saves you so much time. So if you haven't already, definitely go check them out. And we definitely thank them for their continued support. Would like to remind you to go over to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, wherever you consume your podcast. Go ahead and click that subscribe button as hard as you can. That way, every time we release a new episode here on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast feed, you will be notified. I love, love, love doing this every single week. We've got something new that we're doing. We've got a uh, Patreon campaign going on. You can uh, donate, support the show here, help us keep the lights on for as little as a dollar. You get access to our private Discord channel where every week myself and other creators here who've been on the show, other creators like yourself, we talk about YouTube strategy, YouTube tips. So on a day-to-day basis, there are all kinds of great conversations going on over there. Speaking of that, I would like to thank Jordan S. and Olivia N. for supporting me on Patreon this past week. If you would like to do that, the link to do that will be in the description and the show notes and over on the website. You get a lot of other cool features too, like your channel being uh, displayed on the website and so much more. Uh, But really guys, I just want to talk about YouTube. I want to talk about things that'll help you get your message heard on the platform. That's why I have these conversations each and every week. This week is no different. So this one's rather a long one. Uh, It's a a fellow TubeBuddy streamer, a fellow YouTube educator, and Nick Nimmin. But I really think you guys are going to enjoy this week's episode. I hope you do as much as I did. We're definitely going to be doing this again because Nick and I didn't get to cover everything that I wanted to. But without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the interview. Hello guys, welcome back to this week's conversation. I am super excited about this week's guest and I think you will be too. I am joined today by Nick Nimmin. He teaches content creators how to grow their channels, make videos, and all types of other YouTube related things. In the last 12 months, Nick has gained over 130,000 subscribers on his personal channel and has helped clients and countless YouTubers learn the platform and get the results thereafter. In addition to that, Nick has turned his website, TuberTools.com, into a growing resource for content creators like you and I. And by the way, he loves Mexican food, which means he is now my new best friend. Nick, how are you doing today, man? I am doing fantastic, Dusty. I am I'm just pumped to be on the show today. I'm I'm excited to have this conversation with you to um you know to share some knowledge and some information with the people that are gonna be listening to uh, this show. Love it, man. And we're just going to dive right into it. So maybe if you would uh, give my audience a brief synopsis of a little bit more about who you are and how you got started with your Nick Nimmin YouTube channel. 
Uh, well, like you mentioned, uh, you know, I teach YouTubers how to grow channels, make videos, and all types of other YouTube-related stuff. And uh, what got me on this journey initially was um, I have a – well, I had a uh, design service. And with that design service, I, I was doing that with my brother, and we picked up a handful of difficult clients. They were well-paying, but they were difficult. So what usually happens if you're doing any type of freelance work is – you know, uh, people start saying, Hey, you know, do you know how to do this? Do you know anybody that does this particular thing? Um, you know, in terms of other options and you say, yeah, you know, I, I, I either know how to do it or I can try to figure out how to do it so you can increase your income that way. So I started picking up other things. One of those things was making um, videos, editing videos, things like that. So I got that skill set together, um, which was great, but we, uh, picked up a handful of very difficult clients and it got to the point to where even though we loved creating stuff in terms of design, um, those clients really suck the life out of us. Because, you know, when you're doing st something that you don't want to do, um, it becomes something that is kind of like a monkey on your back all the time, and it kind of sucks the juice out of your life, so to speak. And uh, we had that happening, and we were looking for um, solutions to what we could do. Because we had a conversation that went somewhere along the lines of, hey, well, I don't want to do this anymore, but if we get rid of these clients, it's going to cost us seriously on the financial side of things. And because we're in Thailand, if things go south there, then, you know, if we had to go back or something like that, and that was something that we definitely wanted to avoid. So we said, okay, we want to stop doing this, but what can we do? And neither of us had an answer. So then we both started exploring, you know, different things. We started, you know, doing some internet marketing and doing some other, you know, things that we had picked up from different skill sets of different things that we were offering clients and things like that. And one of those things, one of the skill sets that we had picked up, um, like I mentioned a second ago, was, you know, uh, making videos, doing training videos for people, um, doing video editing and that sort of thing. And this is going to sound a little a little weird at first, but but bear with me. Um, <laughs> one one thing during that situation is um, part of my daily routine is I meditate every day. And um, during my meditation, while we were exploring and trying to come up with ideas of things to do. YouTube just kept coming in my head and I kept fighting it. No, I'm not going to do YouTube. No, I'm not going to do YouTube. And it just kept coming into my head and, and kept coming in and kept coming in. And eventually I said, you know what? I'll give it a shot and I'll just kind of see what happens. I wasn't coming in with a plan. I didn't have any idea what I was doing. Um, I had watched guys like Gideon Shawick and James Wedmore in the old school days of Tim Schmoyer back when he was on Real SEO. You know, I'd watch those guys because I was interested in YouTube, just kind of figuring out how it worked type of stuff. But I had never even considered actually going on the platform as a creator. So the idea initially, the initial sort of loose kind of ballpark plan was I'm going to start a channel based off the stuff that I've learned from Gideon and from James, I'm going to put an email capture in place and I'm just going to try to collect emails and then I'm going to see if over, you know, a period of time, maybe I can collect some emails and I can start, you know, extending the, the digital marketing thing onto YouTube in terms of, you know, email capture, sending them emails on a regular basis to market to them in some way. And that was as far as my thought process went into it in terms of actually starting the channel. I, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing at the time. And then from there, what happened is I had a handful of videos up and Daryl Eves, who everybody that's listening to this probably is familiar with uh, who Daryl Eves is. Um, but Daryl Eves was crossing 100,000 subscribers at the time. And he put a notice in a Facebook group that we were both in and said, hey, I'm getting ready to cross this 100,000 subscriber milestone. Um, and if anybody, if my channel has done anything for anyone in this group, if you want to submit a video to me telling me what my channel means to you and what it's done, um, and anything that you may have learned from me, then if it's good, I, I might put it in my video. So 
So I said, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put one of these videos together and I'm just going to send it because you know, why not? Right. So I sent him this video, uh, within, I think maybe 24, maybe 48 hours, he hits me up and he says, Hey, we need to talk. We scheduled a call. Um, we hopped on a call and he said, Hey, if you want to do another type of channel, I think it would be better suited for you. Um, so if you want to try that, if you have any ideas in mind or anything like that, because I like how you present, I like the, the quality of the stuff that you're doing. Um, if you have any ideas for that, I'll actually help you on that other channel because I think you would be better served there. And at the time I said, you know, Hey, this is, this sounds like a, a cool opportunity. Um, you know, I was familiar with, uh, Daryl from, you know, watching his videos on a regular basis and all that, trying to figure out what was going on with YouTube at the time. And, uh, and I said, okay, yeah, let's, let's do that. So I took a break on my current channel and I went and I did that for about eight or nine months. Um, and that doesn't even include the, the prep work, you know, ahead of time. And, uh, it, it went well. I mean, we, you know, it started picking up traction and, you know, people started responding to it, but Daryl gave me a piece of advice when we first started having our conversation. And that advice was YouTube is a long game. So whatever it is that you decide to do, make sure that it's the actual upload schedule itself and the type of content that you're making is something sustainable because YouTube is a long game. And of course I said, Hey, no problem at all. Yeah, I can do that. And then I went straight to three uploads a week. Right? So when, when you know how it is, Dusty, when you, when you go into three, when you go into uh, you know, like mass production like that, and you're also trying to offer, you know, other services, you, you know, you have another business essentially that you're trying to run while you're running that on the side, it can really start to creep into um, the, the productive side of your real business that's generating income, right? So what happened is I was basically running my business full-time and I, this channel required my time full-time because of the type of content that it was. It was an educational type of content and with that content, basically I had to go and uh, research the topics just like you normally would. But then once I researched the topics, I actually had to find out information on those topics. I discovered the internet and try to understand those topics in a way or enough that I can condense that information so that I can put it into video form and make it easy for other people to understand as well. Like for example, why is the sky blue, right? So I had to go and figure out all the you know color spectrum stuff and, and all of that and then condense it all into a video for other people. So the content three times a week for that um, was, it burned me out. I mean, just to, just to make a long story short, the, the whole thing, I just completely burned out, um, on making that content. And I loved the channel. I loved the, the stuff that I was learning from Daryl. I loved the, the process and the creative outlet of making the videos. I loved the feedback that I was getting. I loved the interaction with the community and I was hooked on YouTube, but I, I, I knew that I had to stop that channel or cut back on the channel or, or something. I had a decision that I had to make because I loved YouTube. I loved creating, I loved making content. But what I didn't like was that when I was, when I was given the option of, Hey, I'm, it's time to make a choice today. I need to, to finish this, uh, this script so I can record it, edit it and get it uploaded. Or I can go do this client work um, that is going to pay the bills. And more often than not, I actually leaned on the side of making YouTube videos, right? So what that did for me is that said, you know what, you're really enjoying doing this, but it's just not working out the way that you're currently doing it. Like, you know, people are responding and, and all that stuff, but just in my personal life, it just wasn't, it just wasn't fitting, but I was hooked on YouTube. So I said, okay, 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to my other channel, which um, is my current channel now. And on this channel, I'm going to basically apply the stuff that I learned from Daryl and all the study that I've done from, you know, working with him on that channel and, you know, the, just the, the load of information that he had given me, I'm going to go, I'm going to take all of that and I'm going to apply it to my old channel, which is my current channel now. And I'm going to start making that content because the information that I share there, which at the time it wasn't YouTube tips. It was, you know, like how to be comfortable on video, how to be more productive, you know, when you're working at coffee shops and you know, like that kind of stuff, more, more internet, uh, and freelance related content. And, uh, and I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go back and, and share information there because all of that information is in my head. So I can just, you know, write it down and then I can get in front of the camera and, and go for it, so to speak. And, uh, and then I came back to that channel and started, uh, going for it and applying what he had learned or what he had shown me. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, digging into it and learning deeper how all this stuff works in general to feed my, my obsession with uh with youtube and creating videos for uh for the internet <laughs> <laughs> you know i actually rem i actually remember that uh that video conversation you and daryl did about your other channel the i believe it was like all our questions or something similar to that was, was that correct yeah and i remember that because yes, i was a it. fan of daryl's yeah. and obviously being a youtube educator like myself I, I i try to keep track of others like yourself and owen and uh roberto and, and brian and guys like that so for me, that was such a cool thing to see. And let me ask you this, Nick. What was your biggest takeaway? As you just mentioned, like there was an information overload that Daryl kind of poured on you with his uh, his knowledge of the platform. But what was like your biggest takeaway when you left that conversation? And now that you've applied it over to your YouTube channel, now your current channel, Nick, the Nick Nimmin YouTube channel, what was the biggest takeaway that you think, you know, if, if one of those things that he taught you gets heard by my community here on this podcast. What was your biggest takeaway? The importance of building a brand. So instead of, instead of looking at it, like, you know, instead of looking at it, like, uh, like you're just building a YouTube channel and like each one of these videos, you know, they're just like their own little standalone videos, actually creating a, a deep brand that people can connect to in some way. So like, as an example, you know, that, that comes down to, you know, like how you do your intros, like as an example on all our questions, my thing was, you know, welcome to all our questions where I search the internet for questions we all want answers to. And I answer them. Right. So I'm creating that, that, that little branded intro. Right. And then I close it out at the end. Um, you know, uh, it, it was something along the lines. I haven't made one of those videos in a long time, but it was something along the lines of, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, subscribe, uh, for, you know, or if you, if you want more answers to all our questions, then uh, then make sure you subscribe or something along those lines. But, you know, just kind of building that in, building in like little catchphrases and, you know, the, the common things that you say that people can connect to and uh, and all of that stuff. So so really, it was more like the most valuable thing that he gave me, I think, was one, just the just the spark in terms of seeing what was what was going on on YouTube. Like that was really the the, the biggest gift. But outside of that was um, was the importance of actually building a brand instead of just trying to uh, instead of just trying to build a YouTube channel. Yeah, it's interesting that you said that. I just recently, uh, about a month ago, I actually, <laughs> when I started my YouTube channel, I, you know, I was young and it was years ago, almost a decade now, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna do technology tutorials, so I'm gonna be the technology guru. But uh, you know, unfortunately, that was taken, so I had to be the technology guru 77 because that was my favorite number. <laughs> so my YouTube name and channel URL were god awful. So I made a, a, a pact, and, and I want to 
kind of show the 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 basically what happens when you change your branding and you start building a brand. So I changed my channel name, made a, a really big risk, uh, to be honest with you, because the way my channel's built, it's very search-based. Um, it's very tutorial, how-to-based, and I was getting a ton of subscribers. I'm getting, you know, I was getting a really uh, large amount of views. So for me, I had to realize that I, I may have to, have to give up some of those things in order to begin building my brand because people started to notice me and know me from the podcast and from my website and things like that. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and create, you know, a new name and name the channel after, believe it or not, my name, my first and last name, kind of what you what you have with your channel. And, and Nick, to be honest with you, man, the results are amazing. The community, even how-to videos, which is all I do, how-to tutorial videos, technology videos, it's amazing now that people feel like they actually know me. You know, I'm, I'm no longer... Uh, anonymous behind some username. You know, I'm actually in my videos now. They know my name. My face is all over uh, the, the channel profile image, the channel profile banner, which is something that we train and teach people all the time in our trainings and things like that. And I think what you're talking about with building a brand, people sometimes they're afraid to do it, Nick. They're afraid to put themselves out there. And I know you get questions like this a lot, as do I here on the podcast. They're like, well, how do I feel comfortable on camera? Uh, you know, I don't want to put myself out there. Or, you know, you tell me to put my face and my image on my thumbnails, on my on my banner and things like that. I'm just afraid to do it. What would you say to those people who are on the fence and they're, they're thinking about it, they've got their foot in the water uh, per se? What would you say to that person? Um, to that person, I would say that that you need to roll the dice and take the risk for starters, um, because because like you were just saying in your in your case exactly um, how much more powerful it's been since you've been leaning on that. Um, but I I also want to say that you know it is the internet and the stuff that you put on the internet. Of course, you know it's on the internet forever, so to speak. But on the flip side of that, you know if you start walking down that road to where you say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna build this around my name, or I'm gonna build this around. Um, you know, a particular brand name, right? And things just aren't going well, or you decide, you know what, I don't really want to do this. I kind of want to change directions or something like that. You can always change it. You know, you might take a hit for a while, so to speak, but you can always change it. Like you're not making a final commitment to, hey, this is how it's going to be for the rest of my life. You're know, my internet life, so to speak. But, you know, move, move forward. If you're, if you're on the fence and your foot's in the water, so to speak, then, then definitely take that risk. And, and I, I think another, another side of this is I think there's the side of people that are afraid. And I think there's also the side of, of people that just don't know that they should actually do that. Because, you know, to be honest, until my conversations with Daryl, I, I would have never even considered uh, uh, building like an actual brand around all of this stuff. Because at the time I looked at YouTube as, Hey, this is just a place that you put videos and then people follow you. And, you know, you just make videos all the time and people like them. And, you know, like that's how I thought of YouTube at the time. I didn't really understand the deeper aspects of it. So I think for the people that are, that are considering that if their foot's in the water, you know, it's worth it to roll the dice because, you know, I, I can't remember the name of the Coldplay song, but you know, in the, in the song, they say, you know, if you never try, you'll never know. Right. And I think that that, I think that that is the the most important thing to lean on as far as like if you're thinking about it, you know, like it might not work out. The reality is it might not work out, but what will happen if it does? And, Nick, and is how that, big is of that, an impact? Is that the song that goes you try your breath your best and you don't succeed? Is that that song? I lo- I love yeah. Coldplay, by the way. Yeah, it, it is. I yeah, it's in that it's in that same uh, it's in that same song, but I can't remember what the name of it is, but I love that line. You know that that line is such a it's just such a powerful and but it's simple. But it's but it's extremely powerful and it, and it's so true because if you don't take those risks if you don't say 
you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to start right now. If you don't do that, then the opportunities that would have come or may have come, you're never, ever going to be able to experience those, at least on that particular road. You know, maybe you'll find it somewhere else, but at least on that particular road, unless you actually give it a shot, you're, you're never going to know how, how it's going to work out. I want to talk now, Nick, about uh, two, two major topics in, in the next two segments here of the show. I want to talk, number one, about monetization. Um, number one, I think that there's too much focus, in my opinion, around monetization with smaller and mid-sized YouTube channels. I want to get your perspective on this. And then I want you to speak on how you are monetizing your channel uh, outside of just the, the AdSense revenue that you're making and things like that. So a lot of times we get stuck in this bubble as creators and as YouTubers of, you know, the only way we can make money on YouTube is through the AdSense program. You and I both know this, Nick. The AdSense program will not make you rich. I mean, yes, there is a there's a small percentage of creators where it does, but for the majority of creators, the majority of people listening to this show, the AdSense revenue is going to be what I call a nice supplemental income. But beyond that, Nick, what are you doing to monetize and to create a business out of your YouTube channel? Um, me personally, um, well, f- first, um, I do want to say that, you know, there, there's a bunch of different reasons that people do YouTube. And I think that, you know, whatever reason that is that, that you're deciding to you to do YouTube, I think it's fine. Like there's a big thing on YouTube to where people are, where people think, uh, you know, well, Hey, if you're doing it for, if you're doing it for, for money, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If you're doing it for fame, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. I, I, I disagree with that because I think that YouTube is a tool just like anything else. And that it's something that can, you know, that you can leverage for whatever reason it is. So as long as somebody's doing it for something positive and they're not being like snaky or weird about it, I, I, I fully support whatever motives people have um, on the platform, even if it is, hey, I just want to make money. Right. <laughs> but uh, um, with that, though, um, uh, for me personally, um, I send a, a lot of traffic to my website, Tuber Tools, that we mentioned earlier. Um, that's a that's a big one for me. Um, I also, of course, make money off of ads. Um, I sell a little bit of merchandise off of my channel. Um, another really big, powerful thing for me, um, is my email list. Um, because you know, from from my very first video, remember, like if you, if you, um, go back to the beginning of the the conversation here, my very first video that I put up, the whole thing was that was, Hey, I'm just going to put up, uh, some videos, uh, with an email opt-in and see if I can get some emails so I can market to, to, to people later. Right. So I've been collecting emails since day one on my, on my channel. Right. So so the email list that that's given me um, is is pretty fantastic. Um, But I do I do a little bit of crowdfunding stuff. Um, Of course, you know, pretty much a majority of what it is that I do um, in terms of of traffic from YouTube um, either comes in the form of some of the services that I offer off of my channel, which is like channel reviews, consulting, that kind of stuff. um, And the traffic that I send directly to um, to my website and my email list. I don't do. Um, a lot of sponsored videos. I think sponsored videos, I only have two or three of those on my channel because I prefer to just send people to my own stuff because I know they're going to be taken care of. Um, but I did recently um, just work out something with TubeBuddy. So now they've sponsored my Saturday live stream um, as well. So I also you know, have that. Um, and then, of course, affiliate marketing is a, is a big win as well. So those are, the, those are the main ways that I personally monetize mine. Let's let's pause for a minute and talk about your email list. I think that YouTubers a lot of times they they really think that this is more of a blogger type tool, or they really ignore the fact of of trying to build up an email list. Talk a little bit about the benefits of an email list and how it has helped you. I mean, I assume 
capturing these emails allows you to market and to sell more of the stuff you have over at Tuber Tools. Is that correct? Yeah, not only not only my own stuff, but it also gives me the opportunity to sell other things, right? Like if a friend comes out with a product that I'm like, hey, you know, let me let, let me send out an email for it. If um, if I'm working on a new project, I can send out an email to kind of jumpstart that project. If I if if I have um, a little bit of stagnation in my channel to where my channel's like, okay, things are going well, but I'm starting to see a little bit of, you know, drops or whatever happening, then I can send out, you know, a handful of emails uh, to send people directly to specific videos to try to get a lift on, you know, creating all of that session time, right? So if you run a great podcast like this, you can send it out to your email list. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and with that, right, it's, it's, uh, it, it's really powerful in terms of YouTube specifically, of, of generating like a lot of session starts, um, which is also really big in terms of being able to, you know, to get that momentum that people are looking for and get those positive signals going out, being able to start a bunch of sessions all in one swing is, is a huge value to the platform. Yeah. And I guess I am, uh, I don't know. I guess I favor email list because I my family owns an e-commerce business and it was a you know brick and mortar store here in a small town in Georgia for years and I helped about six or seven years ago. I, I learned the platform that is Shopify and I, I got my family's business on the internet and I've realized how how just how important an email list is for any type of online business. And as I began to build the email list for this actual podcast for a year, Nick, this is this is not a lie. I had over literally almost five thousand people on this list before I sent out the first email. I was so nervous about irritating people and spamming people that I was just so nervous. And then I sent out the first email that week. And I remember I was like, why in the world did I get so much traffic to this post? And I was like, oh, I understand now. It's the email list. There's so much power in an email list. And you and I obviously know that power. And I want my audience to understand if you're not already, guys, you can sign up for a free service like MailChimp or uh, Custom Contact, whatever you want to do, whatever service fits your needs the best and start capturing those emails. I'm telling you guys, it's really, really beneficial for you. And I want to kind of transition away from this. And the the last half of the show, Nick, I want to talk with you about live streaming. Uh, right. You, in, in, in my mind, you do such a great job. I love your studio. I told you this off air. You've got great video quality quality and as a voice actor as a podcaster i am a audio snob and <laughs> your audio sounds absolutely amazing when it comes through the live airwave so let's talk for a minute i got a couple of questions and i don't want to hit you with them all at one time so i'm going to go one at a time here what do you think just in general for a smaller to mid-sized youtuber or someone getting started on youtube what do you think are the benefits of live streaming uh, the benefits of live streaming are being able to connect with your audience in real time, because when you when somebody leaves a comment, you know, you might leave a comment back. And when you leave that comment back, maybe they'll see it. Maybe they won't, depending on how, you know, how up they are, or how um, how strict they are as far as checking their notifications. But when you are live streaming right there on the spot, you have immediate they have immediate access to you, to the creator and then you, the creator, you have immediate access to your audience. And that connection that you can make there is extremely powerful in a bunch of different ways. One of those ways is you can answer questions directly, be it about the content that you make, be it about your personal life that people want to know about. Um, you can also get super chats from it, which is also a plus. Super chat for anybody listening that just that doesn't happen to know about super chats. That's basically where people can donate to you um, in any denomination during your live streams. Um, but in addition to that, 
you can also use those live streams to send traffic to another channel, to a website, to pretty much anything it is that you want to send it to. You can do all of this in real time um, while you're sitting there on your live stream. It's it's absolutely amazing the the opportunity that you have in terms of of interacting with your audience and having your audience do things in terms of hey you know we're starting up this new channel head over head over and, and go ahead and get subscribed right and then you just see those numbers climbing right there while you're sitting there on the live stream watching we've actually had during my Saturday live streams um, we've now taken I think two or three different channels over the 10,000 subscriber mark so like when we were so when we're in our live stream um, you know if I pull up a channel and I'm looking at the channel to you know give them give them the tips or whatever which is one of the things that I do in my stream if I see that they're like really close to a big milestone, then I'll, I'll lean on the audience and I'll say, Hey, um, you know, this person's getting ready to cross, you know, a 10,000 subscriber milestone or, you know, like whatever. And, uh, if this is content that you think you may be interested in, let's head over there right now. Let's just stay on this until we get them over the 10,000 subscriber mark. Um, and, and, and the audience responds, they go over there, they check it out. They, you know, you get all those subscribers, um, you know, on that channel that you're, that you're pushing them to. And, uh, it's really, it's really effective now. Now that's in, that's in my case, Dusty, you know, when you go live, you know, same thing happens with you, um, on a smaller channel, like let's say you have a hundred subscribers, right? What happens there is you can actually, in addition to just connecting with your audience, you can actually have like, like intimate relationships with your audience because, you know, when, when you're in a spot like, you know, like Dusty, like you are or me where you have, you know, a lot of people coming in and watching your, watching your live streams or watching your videos, then it's, it's a little bit more difficult because the chat is moving so fast and, you know, people are saying so much at one time. So it's a little bit more difficult to really stay on top of the conversation. But when you are a small channel, you can really make a strong connection that that you can even extend beyond YouTube with the people that are watching your videos. So like, let's say that you have 100 subscribers or 100, you know, uh, or 200 subscribers and 10 people come into your live stream or five people come into your live stream. You can literally get a real conversation going back and forth with those five or 10 people. And when you when you start interacting with your audience in that way, you create such a powerful connection that you can count on those people for a long time to keep coming back and being a part of your community. You know, there's something to be said, Nick, about an intimate setting of a small amount of people. And my live streams are very similar to yours. You and I are in the, the very same niche. You know, I do a lot of channel reviews. I do a lot of YouTube consulting. So you and I, our streams look very similar, aside from the fact that uh, your setup is, is way better than mine at this point. Um, but, you know, it was one of those things to where, you know, if there's 20 people in my chat or if I'm doing a, a live stream over on TubeBuddy and there's 200 people, it, there's something to be said about an intimate place where you can get with someone and the way it makes a person feel. And Nick, you can maybe speak on this a little bit. The way it makes a person feel when they hear their name or they see their channel or they they get a conversation with someone on the internet. Like what what is that in the human makeup to where it makes us just feel special? Do you know what like am, am, am I sounding crazy here or do you kind of understand where I'm going? Hey, I can put this into a real life situation for you, Dusty. So I had after after a live stream, right? Because, you know, one of the things that that I always recommend to people uh, when it comes to live streaming is making sure that you are recognizing your audience, right? So when people are hanging out with you in your live stream, you know, take a minute to go in and just give, you know, a couple shout outs, you know, grab a couple names out of the chat 
and just say, you know, hey, you know, uh, you know, whoever, you know, whoever's in the house, you know, welcome to the chat, you know, this kind of thing, you know, and, and just give kind of like a really short list. You don't want to take up your whole show <laughs> shouting people out, but make a really short list of, of names that you can uh, of names that you can, you know, shout out or whatever during your stream. And um, I had um, one stream in particular where there was a woman that came into the stream and uh, she was in there. She was like asking questions or whatever. And um, I directly stopped the chat and I just answered her question. And to me, you know, I was just, you know, I was just like, hey, here's, you know, somebody, they have a question. I'm going to stop. And I'm going to answer to it. I'm going to say, hey, what's going on? And, you know, and all that. And, and, and what happened was um, I got a TubeBuddy alert like two days later. And uh, uh, for anybody that doesn't know inside of TubeBuddy, they basically have a um, uh, an alert thing to where if somebody posts a video and it has your name in the title, then um, then you'll actually get an email notification so that you know that people are making videos about you or whatever. But um, I got this video or I got this notification. I clicked on it and there was this there was this lady sitting there. Um, I would say she was probably late 20s, maybe I would say mid to late 20s. And she basically made this video and she said, I was in Nick Nimmin's live stream and uh, I was having a bad day. And most of the time in most of my life, nobody really acknowledges me or they don't really like recognize me or anything like that. So she, like she specifically said in the video that she feels kind of like a ghost walking around in the world. And she said that um, when I mentioned her in the live stream, that it was like, oh my gosh, you know, this person like, you know, like recognized me in the live stream. They just said my name in front of all of these people. And it was like her channel name. It wasn't even her real name. Right. And, and she's like, you know, he just said my name in front of all of these people and all this. And literally while she was making the video, she started crying. And she said that, that, that by mentioning her name and actually recognizing her and, and saying her name in front of all those people made her feel like she wasn't invisible. So, so in that situation, right? Like when, when you have the ability if you have a channel with a hundred subscribers or a million subscribers, you have that ability by just connecting with that one person on the other side of the, on the other side of the screen that can make a humongous difference, not just in, in the day that they're having, but you can make a difference in how they actually feel in terms of like, wow, I'm not invisible. It, right? it is just, you know, just hearing that story is just to me, that speaks volumes of, you know, not only just live streaming and anything like that, but, you know, the reason you and I do what we do is, is number one, we want to grow our business. We want to grow our brand. Yes, all of that is, is good and is true. But at the end of the day, Nick, you and I can speak on this. We want to help people get their messages heard. Like that's, that's, that's it, right? Like we want to help you utilize a platform that you and I know how to use and the power of something like live streaming. And, and Nick, you can speak on this too. It's only going to get bigger. And as, as, as this year goes forward, as next year comes to pass, we're going to see if you're not live streaming on your YouTube channel, you're just going to be doing it wrong. Um, and, and, and live streaming also, Nick, let's speak on this for a minute, also helps people with their watch time. Can you explain that a little bit? Oh yeah. So, um, so as most of the people listening to this, to this show are probably familiar, you know, uh, watch time is like the most powerful thing on YouTube and, on a live stream, like as your audience grows and you have people that are staying in your in your live streams for the duration of your live stream or even popping in and staying in for, you know, 10 minutes out of an hour stream, the amount of watch time that you can stack up during a, a live session, even if it's 30 minutes or an hour, you know, if you if you can have a decent amount of viewers coming in is staggering. Like um, like as an example, in my case, I'll get um, anywhere from I, I think the highest that I've had 
is is close to a hundred days worth of watch time from one live stream. That is insane. That yeah, I hear is you insane. laughing. Yeah, I hear you laughing over on the other side, like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's it's absolutely insane the um the amount of the amount of watch time that you can that you can gain from a uh, from a live stream. Yeah, people people just need to understand the benefit of, of a live streaming. And I think a lot of the barrier to and maybe this is how I want to close this episode, is maybe the barrier for a lot of people, Nick, is that they're worried about the financial investment. They're worried that they don't have the right setup or tools to do it, or they watch someone like you or I and they're like, oh man, they sound so good or their camera quality is fantastic. What would you say to that person? Because I always try to convince them, but they get tired of hearing me say it. The barrier to entry really shouldn't be an excuse anymore, should it? Not at all. I mean, okay, YouTube, if you have more than, I think it's 25 subscribers now because they keep making it lower. Um, but if you have 25 subscribers, you can live stream from your phone. And if you can live stream from your phone, then you have zero excuse whatsoever. If you can make videos from your phone, which almost anybody that's listening to this probably has a smartphone and they probably have video capabilities on it. Because of that, you have no excuse whatsoever to not be putting content on the internet outside of you just don't want to do it. But if you want to do it, and I'm guessing if you're listening to this show that you do, if you if you want to do it, there's literally nothing keeping you from doing it except for hitting that button and actually making that call. And and like you were saying before, Dusty, uh, about about you know trying to help people get their their message out there. You know, the, the, the really important thing that, that I want to let anybody listening to this know, and this is something that I'm really trying to um, bring awareness to um, that, that a lot of people are, aren't really talking about in our space that much, is the actual impact that you can have. Like that effort that you take to make that video on your phone or to, um, to go live on your phone to, to you know, to, to, to share the content that you have, like you can literally impact other people's lives and what it is that they're doing and how they see things, how they view the world, how they feel like you have that capability in the palm of your hand to reach out through the internet, through your content to alter the lives of other people. And, and, and by not taking advantage of that and not giving the world yourself and what it is that you have to offer and the message that you have to offer, you're doing yourself and the world a disservice by not making that content. I could not agree more with that. Um, Nick, I feel like I could talk to you uh, forever about this stuff. You and I are so passionate about YouTube and, and what we do. Um, I guess I want to give you an opportunity to to have like a final word on, on the show of, you know, if you could give a piece of advice, one piece of advice to an emerging YouTuber, someone getting started on YouTube, maybe someone even frustrated or demoralized about the, the new partner program and they're worried about you know not being able to monetize and things like that, what piece of advice would you give to those people? Um, my advice would be to think of the metrics of success differently than viewer and subscriber numbers. It's real easy for all of us. You know, like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I wake up and I look at, at, you know, one of the first things I check every day is I go to my creator studio app on my phone and I'm like, okay, where are my 48 hour views? Where am I at ballpark subscriber wise? Right. <laughs> but getting, getting caught up in that and making those your success metrics on the, on the platform um, will really have you running in circles and really leave you leave you frustrated. I think that it's important that everybody creates different success metrics. Like, let's say, for example, um, one of those success metrics could be, depending on the type of content that you make, like, hey, 
So I'm going to write down, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write down 10 different things that would mean that I'm making an impact or that I'm, you know, being successful in the efforts that I'm putting out here. One of those things could be, you know, hey, I make my first affiliate sale, right? There's one success metric. Um, another su success metric could be um, when I get an email from somebody saying, hey, thank you for the content that you make in whatever, whatever way they decide to word that, then that could be a success metric, right? And, and basically by, by, by sitting down and really defining what that success means to you and what all of those different things look like to you personally can make a humongous difference in how you approach your channel and can really limit and, and help you deal with, um, you know, cause Dusty, as you know, you know, YouTube's a long game. Sometimes it takes a lot of time to get a channel going. Sometimes, you know, sometimes a channel can take off pretty much out of, out of nowhere, it seems right. And when you are focused only on those numbers, but you don't have all of these other um, uh, success metrics in place in terms of things that you can lean on to know that you're heading in the right direction, then you, you can literally just get so discouraged that you quit when on the back end, you don't know that you are really making a, uh, you're really making a difference to where, okay, let me get back that up a little bit because I'm kind of running in circles with what I'm saying here. <laughs> but, but basically, like instead of saying, okay, I'm only going to be a success here if I get 10,000 subscribers, right? If you're only using that 10,000 subscriber number as your measure of success, you're going to overlook those emails when they come in. When people are like, hey, I love your content. The stuff that you're doing is great, right? You're going to overlook that because you're so focused on the numbers and you're going to say, okay, well, they might think that this is great, but I, have, I don't even have 10,000 subscribers yet. So they don't even know what they're talking about. Right. And you're going to overlook that. And you're going to dismiss that value that you're actually bringing to other people. So I'm not saying that your success metric has to be those emails that coming that are coming in or even creating that impact of any kind. But just finding the things that are most important to let you know that you're heading in the right direction instead of leaning everything on the on the subscriber and view counts, because, man, that can be frustrating. Dusty, you know, you work with people also, you know, you work with clients and, and you I'm, I guarantee you, you deal with the same thing to where it's like you know, Hey, you know, we're improving, but we're not improving fast enough. Right. And, and, and with that, you're like, you know, okay, well we're, but we're making big gains here. And they're like, yeah, well, it's just not fast enough. I've, I, you know, instead of, instead of 200 subscribers a month, now I'm getting 800 subscribers a month. I, I, I need to be getting 2000 subscribers a month. And it's just like, okay, well you're, you're going to drive yourself crazy going after that. When, when there's all of these other positive things that are happening, like your comments, people are just absolutely loving you in their comments and every video you make, you have all of these same people that are coming in and they're, they're being an active participant in their community, which means they're loving what it is that you're doing. Instead of, instead of focusing on that positive aspect of it, you're only focused on, Hey, I'm not getting 2000 subscribers a month yet. You know what I mean? So it's, it, I think that just adjusting what, what it is that you're gauging as, as those success, uh, metrics is is extremely extremely important yeah i i couldn't agree more with that a lot of good stuff today in this week's episode man nick i need to have you on again where we talk about other stuff and i think we definitely can make that happen uh but before i let you go i want to give you the opportunity to let my audience know where they can get in touch with you on the internet talk a little bit about tuber tools and that kind of thing okay um yeah you can find me at nicknimmon.com um all load all roads lead to rome from there um, you can also find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Nick Nimmin, and that's N-I-C-K-N-I-M-M-I-N. And, um, of course, like Dusty said, um, I also have my website, TuberTools, which is video graphics and other things that you can use in your YouTube videos. Um, that's at TuberTools.com. And if you use, when you're actually checking out, if you get items from the a la carte store on the front side of the platform, um, when you're checking out, if you use the coupon code CREATORSHUB, 
um, that will save you 25% um, on the total of your order there. Yeah, guys, definitely go over there and do that. Check it out, tubertools.com. A lot of great stuff over there for you, for your branding, whether it's thumbnails, your uh, channel banner, your channel profile, whatever, transitions, lower thirds, things like that. If you've often said to yourself, man, I wish I could really up the quality of my videos, well, go over to tubertools.com and they can help you do just that. Nick, thank you so much for coming on this week's podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And Nick, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Dusty. I appreciate it. Thanks again for having me on. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.